right. Well, Father, we thank you for another podcast. We thank you for listeners that are tuning in from all over the world. God, thank you that you are connecting world changers to this podcast because you are doing something phenomenal in the earth. And you have a plan that is exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask, all that we could think, all that we could imagine. And God, you are expecting the church to be the church. And so God, I just bless every single person that's listening to this podcast. No matter where they are, no matter what they're going through, God, I thank you that this is a word in due season. I thank you that as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit is going to be talking. And God, there's going to be answers tonight. There are going to be, I I just am going to prophesy this because I heard you say it, Lord, there are going to be answers to questions that people have been asking for a very long time. God, there is going to be a solution released tonight that is going to cause breakthrough, that is going to cause the manifestation of your promises and our inheritance in Christ at a level that people have been crying out to experience. And so, Father, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I thank you that you are a God that is faithful and can do all things. I thank you that nothing is too hard for you. And the higher my prayers go, the more excited you get. The harder I I challenge you, the more excited you get, because finally there's a believer. Finally there's someone that's that's willing to, to let you show up and show out. And so, God, do it exceedingly abundantly above tonight. Do it in a way that shocks us. I just declare it in Jesus' name. I thank you that you are full of surprises. I just heard that. You are full of surprises. There are surprises on the way for every listener. So I just want you to receive that. These are surprises. These are unexpected blessings. These are just kind of like the cherry on the top. You know, God is good, but he's so good, he puts extra cherries on the top. And so that is what I'm releasing over you tonight. I'm just releasing God's extra goodness. His extra, his extra unexpected, surprising goodness that just astounds you. And we just receive it. Father, we thank you that you are truly an amazing dad. You're an amazing comforter, Holy Spirit. You are an amazing deliverer and savior and husband, Jesus. You are everything we need, God. You are the source of everything we need. And so we just absolutely receive your best tonight because you give it. You gave it. You've already given it. And so we're going to, we're going to experience it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm pretty excited about tonight's podcast. It is on a topic that I have been just trying to keep up with God on. You know, you ever get in that kind of drinking from the fire hose of revelation from God mode where you're just drinking it and drinking it and drinking it just as fast as you can and he just keeps it coming? Well, that's kind of what I feel like tonight's podcast is going to be like. So I want to encourage you guys to get your big gulp cups out and go get your barrels or whatever, you know, bring your swimming pools, whatever you need to do to get uh, to, to catch it and to get filled up tonight. I also feel like this is probably going to be one of those podcasts that you're going to want to listen to more than once. 
and um, because it's just so good. Uh, and practical, like what I'm going to be sharing with you tonight is really, really practical. And I do want to, you know, I always, I say this sometimes when it comes to my mind, and I'll say it again tonight. Uh, you know, living in, in 2019, which is the year that this podcast is being recorded, is an incredible time to be alive, uh, but it's also a super loud time to be alive. And what I mean by that is there's like a buffet of information that we can constantly consume. Uh, we can turn on YouTube. We can search the Internet. We can go on our phones and listen to podcasts. And we just have this like inexhaustible supply of teaching. And what is awesome about that is that you can be encouraged really easily and you can hear from God, you know, a message and you can, and you can connect and learn so easy now. But what is bad about that is that we can become people that are always learning, ever learning, but never coming into the knowledge of the truth. And we can, we can consume so much that we can never assimilate anything. <laughs> so I really do want to encourage you to, to slow it down a little bit as you just kind of enter into this podcast. I truly pray for this and believe this with all of my heart that when people listen to my podcast, that it is a divine connection, that the Holy Spirit led you to this message for a reason. So there's something here that is specifically for you. And because I already know what I'm going to be talking about, and I have this really awesome long introduction that is keeping you on the edge of your seat, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to continue to do that, by the way. Um, you know, I, 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 I can tell you that in the course of my life, I can name literally two messages from two different people that I probably listened to for like 25 times. And, and honestly... Both of those messages are intertwined in a way into tonight's message. The first message was a message by Bill Winston. It was a staff message. I mean, I was on staff with Pastor Winston for years. I led the healing ministry there. I led uh, the Bible training center and the school of ministry, led the whole retail side of the, 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 the mall that they have. I mean, I did a lot of different things. I was uh, did an awesome, had an awesome opportunity to to be part of his ministry for a while. And one of the, my favorite things about being a part of his ministry was that um, we had staff meetings with him. And so he would bring all of the staff in. And he would, it, the staff meetings, by the way, we didn't do work. We just got teaching. And it was truly like filet mignon from Ruth Cress. You know, just so rich, so extravagant, so deep. And, you know, I'm going to age myself here, but, you know, those were all on, like, these cassettes. And so we would get cassettes after. And I had these, like, boxes of cassettes after I left for years, you know, after the ministry. And I will tell you, I treated that stuff like it was pure gold because it was. And so one of those messages that I listened to, one of those messages that I listened to over, one of those messages that I listened to over and over again was a message that Pastor Winston taught on um, dominating time. And this was way before I really got into quantum physics. I mean, I'm like a quantum physics junkie. Because Why am I a quantum physics junkie? Because it's the science of faith. It's the science of the spirit realm. And I can promise you, in the next 50 years, 
this stuff is, I mean, faith and spirit, the spirit realm and quantum physics and mind, body, spirit connection uh, type revelation is going to be commonplace. And I truly believe that we, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know that in my mind in the next, who knows, maybe it's 50 years too, that we really will time travel. Um, I love, I know I'm doing a really long introduction, but it's worth it. Um, I love uh, sci-fi movies. You know, I'm really, why? Because they give you a glimpse into the way time works. That, you know, there's, there's certain movies out there that will talk, you know, that will, will have a revelation of the, the, of the reality that time is relative. And what do I mean by that? Is that the way we experience time on earth is literally one experience of time. That as you travel into other, you know, far into the reaches of space and light years away, that time is experienced differently. And there's a science behind that. So our, why am I sharing all this? Because like so many things in the fallen world system, we have been programmed to live with a concept that time is linear. And it's not. Uh, from God's perspective, the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. And that concept that all things are happening in the eternal now without the constraint of time is a scriptural concept that is one of the most powerful keys you can learn about dominating and transforming the scene realm and manifesting heaven on earth. So that's a whole lot of words to say that that teaching that I got a hold of, you know, it's probably been, I don't know, almost 20 years ago now, I listened to and listened to and listened to. Because at the time, I just didn't have a whole, there wasn't a whole lot out there. And I, I really did, they hadn't even made a lot of the, the discoveries in quantum physics. And it wasn't as readily available as it is to us today. So I, I really, but I, I knew, I knew when I heard that that there was something in that for me. The second one, I'm going to talk about the second teaching that I did this with, was a teaching by Graham Cook. And it was called Radical Renewal. And I don't even think you can get this teaching anymore. I mean, again, it's been a while since I listened to it. I listened to this thing over and over again. Why? Because Graham introduced this prophetic process in this teaching now, I have different language for it, but I'm going I'm to first of all talk about it in Graham's language, and then I'll translate it into my own language. But in Graham's language, he would always talk about this uh, present you and this present or this future you. This pre- he would call it like present future tense or something. And the concept was is that there was a you that's existing inside of time right now that, ha- it, that looks different than who God has prophesied that you are. And, you know, in Scripture, we see this to be the case in lots of places. I mean, you know, of course, there's the the very obvious one, you know, Abraham, who was the father of faith. You know, his name was Abram, but God came to him and said, no, your name is Abraham. You are the father of a nation. 
And there was no natural evidence in Abram's life at that time that he was actually going to become the father of a nation, nor was there any reason in the natural to hope that that could ever happen because the dude was 99 years old and he was impotent. Okay, and his wife was past the years of childbearing age, meaning she was postmenopausal. Okay, so it was an impossibility from a physical standpoint for them to be parents. But God saw things a little different. And when you live outside of time, by the way, little things like, you know, reversing the age of childbearing years or you know, overriding a physical limitation of some kind, just don't, you don't relate to those kinds of circumstances and facts the way that people that are trapped inside of time do. So for God, this was no big deal. For Abraham, this was a huge deal. But that's not the only example. I mean, we can go over and over and over again in it, right? We can talk about Gideon, right, who was hiding underneath a tree and totally fearful. But God said, you know, he didn't say you're a weak, scaredy cat. He said, you're a mighty man of valor. Simon, Jesus came up to you and said, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build your, this church. So God was is always relating to a prophetic version of you, let me say a future, a future version of you, that you, unfortunately, most of the time are convinced doesn't actually exist in the now. And so in this teaching in, for Graham, from Graham Cook, it was just this process of really walking in the manifestation of a prophetic identity. And you don't have to go listen to it. I'll give you the good, like, cliff notes of it right now. But to summarize it, it was basically this. That if you are a coward right now, and God has prophesied over you that you are courageous, then every circumstance in your life is about developing courage. It's about giving you the opportunity to release the identity that you have yet to fully manifest. And one of the things the body of Christ is famous for is getting really, really upset about circumstances. And what I mean by that is that we, I mean, you know, we just, we, we go into panic modes a lot about circumstances. And it's because we fundamentally haven't grasped that the scene realm is actually showing up for you. Let me say it again because that was a weird way to talk. (laughs) That the scene realm is actually showing up for you. And you say, oh, but what about the attacks of the enemy? What about all of these things that happen, Shalise? Well, listen, the attacks of the enemy are just to prove, do you know who you are or not? Jesus slept in the storm. The disciples freaked out. It was not a problem for Jesus that a storm showed up. Why? Because all he knew He knew what to do. He wasn't stressed out. He knew his prophetic destiny. He wasn't going to die in some stupid boat crash. He was going to the cross. He was going to redeem mankind. This was just a test. A test of what? Sonship. Am I going to stand up and rebuke the storm? Or am I going to act like I am at the mercy of the scene realm? Am I a dominator of the circumstances? Am I a, am I a manifester of the authority of Jesus Christ, who is the Messiah, who is the Son of God? 
Or am I the victim of the scene realm as the son of Mary and Joseph? Was he going to identify with his earthly persona or his heavenly persona? Was he going to identify with a fallen identity or the identity of other people's opinions or even what was his opinion of himself going to be? It was all about identity. It was all about standing up and demonstrating that he was exactly who he said he was. And so the first concept that I want to just introduce is what if the path that you are on and the circumstances that you are on are about proving to you that you are not, you are not fragile, that are about proving to you that you are more powerful than anything that could ever come against you. And the only reason that it's causing you to suffer at all is because you're still not fully convinced of who you actually are. And you're still not living out of your true identity and your union with Jesus to such an extent that it is Jesus showing up in these circumstances. And it is the authority of the one who has all authority, who holds the keys of hell and death, who, I mean, what else is there? What else do we need besides everything that has already been given to us? We are not victims. We are the most powerful creation that this planet has ever seen. We are a new breed of human beings that live in God, live in union with God, and we have been sent forth into the world to prove that Jesus Christ has done what he says and the Bible teaches us that he has done, and to manifest the impossible things that God has put in your heart and the plans and the purposes that are so much bigger than anything you could do because the Father is hoping that people will actually stand up and learn that it's the Father that's doing the work through them. So that's a really long, 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 long introduction to introduce the title of tonight's message. It's called The Path to Manifestation. And I I want to... And I want to challenge you guys tonight. I want to challenge you to get really, really clear between now and the end of the year. Didn't mean to rhyme, but it's okay if it does. To get really, really, really clear about what the Father's goals are for your life. And when I say that, I mean, what is he wanting to manifest through your life? What vision has he given you? If you are the leader of a business or a company, uh, then that is very significant. If you are called to heal the sick, or you are called to be an evangelist, or you are called to be in relationship with anybody... God has a supernatural vision for you that he wants to accomplish. But I, I want to tap into something a little deeper tonight. And I want to tap into your biggest dreams. I want to tap into the impossible things that you're almost afraid to verbalize. The things that you don't talk about to a lot of people because you think, oh, well, they're not, they're going to think I'm nuts. They're going to think I'm, I'm, I'm arrogant. 
They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to they're going to think something. So I don't really talk about this with a lot of people. Maybe I let a few people in on it. But I, I've been, you're kind of like Joseph, right? You've probably been thrown in the pit one or two times. And so you kind of learn to kind of keep your mouth shut. No, I'm talking about those. I'm talking about those big, impossible things that you know that they're, they're it when it almost hurts to think about it. When it, it almost hurts, one, it, at one point it hurts to kind of think about it, but on one hand, it also hurts to think about going to the grave and it not you actually not seeing it. And I will tell you, the older you get, it's almost like these things begin to haunt you. And I want to bring that up tonight because if we aren't connected to those things, what in the world are we doing? Let me tell you, wasting time. Wasting time. Wasting time on distractions, wasting time on, I don't even know what. Just probably if I talked to 100 people, there'd be 100 different things. (laughs) But the point is, I am here tonight to bring you back to the visions and the dreams and the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life. And if you are at the place where you don't have those yet, I'll tell you what, your whole life has been a clue about it. There are things that when you were a child, before you knew better, that God had placed in, in your heart. There are gifts, there are, there are talents, there are anointings on your life that you have flowed in and you have, you have tasted it. You've tasted it. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because when I say I want you to get clear about your goals between now and the new year, like, there is a, a really big lie and a deception that says we are waiting on God. And it's comforting, I think, because it takes the responsibility off of us and puts it onto, you know, God's timing. You know, well, it's all in God's timing. It's all in God's timing. Well, you're alive. It's God's timing. It's God's timing. You're here. You're here. And I don't know about you, but religion and religious ideas like that are one of the biggest reasons that keeps the body of Christ hiding in church. It's one of the biggest reasons that we keep, that keeps the, the body of Christ serving other people's visions rather than actually going out and pursuing their own. And I will tell you, true, true apostolic ministry or true uh, uh, discipleship in the body of Christ is a ministry that gets under the dreams of God's kids. Because if we are going to change the world, it is going to take the body of Christ fulfilling the work of their ministry. Meaning it's going to take the body of Christ doing the impossible calls of God that are on their life. And so with that said, why do we need to get clear? Because until we're clear, we're wandering. We're wandering. And what happens when we're wandering is that we... We wander around never entering into the manifestation of the things God has spoken over our lives. The reasons that we wander, I mean, I spend a lot of time in a lot of podcasts talking about those reasons. (laughs) They're primarily wrong mindsets. 
are, we are not thinking like God. We are thinking like the world. We're thinking out of the programming of, of that we have, the things that we've been taught growing up uh, in church. We've just, we, we aren't thinking like those that can do all things in Christ. And so we end up wandering. We end up wandering, learning lessons the hard way. <laughs> right? Detours, U-turns, uh, you know, I don't even know what some, vacations, I don't know what they are. But we, we end up off the path of manifestation and end, end up over in all kinds of places. And I just have such a sense of urgency that God is looking for some people in this hour who will say yes to the truth that all things are possible. I believe that God is actually looking for some people that will actually believe. It is a rare commodity. Why? Because it's risky and it requires failure. No one walks on water the first time, except Jesus. God, God bless Peter. God bless Peter for getting out. You know, and he, I think sometimes we look at him like, oh, what an idiot. He looked at the storm. Meanwhile, everybody that's calling Peter an idiot has never even been out of the boat. And that's where most people play it, in the boat. Why? Because we have a wrong also relationship with failure. We think failure is a bad thing rather than recognizing that success is someone who is standing on the pinnacle, a mountain that's a, a pinnacle of success. But you know what that mountain is? A whole bunch of failures. They're standing on top a mountain of failures. And what makes them a champion is that they didn't quit. What makes them a champion is that they get out of the boat over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until they are an Olympic athlete at water walking. Failure is a part of faith. Anyone that tells you differently, look at their life. What, What do they have to show for it? Because faith requires risk. It is a risky business living in the kingdom. Anyone that told you it was a play-it-safe kingdom has never visited it. It is a risky place. The foolish things confound the wise. You know, you name me one toddler who has ever learned to walk without falling down and getting back up. And here we sometimes, we like to understand the whole process, right? We want to know every single thing there is to know about water walking. We want to know every single thing there is to know about, you know, walking like a toddler. You know, but you could, you can't, you don't do it that way. You do it by getting out and falling down and getting up and doing it again and getting up and doing it again and getting up and doing it again. Now, that's the first thing I just want to say is the introduction. (laughs) Let me actually get into my point because I have a point. There is a future you that's already walking on water. There is a future you that, that is not a toddler. I mean, it, this, 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 little you, this little you's running, right? This, the future you is the equivalent of Abraham and Sarah having Isaac. 
The future you, it's already done. It's the equivalent of God saying the foundation, that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. I mean, Jesus, he spoke that. But it was so. And you, let me just say this. You know why it became so? Honestly, why it became so? Because Jesus manifested it through believing it and walking it out in union with the Father. So I want to give you a scripture tonight that I want to start with. And the first scripture that I want to start with is really about helping you get clear about what the Father is actually even asking you to manifest. I called it a goal, but the goal is manifestation. The goal is manifested prophecies. The goal is manifested promises. The goal is manifested reality in the, in the seen realm of what has always existed in the unseen realm. It is your true identity, your heavenly persona being made visible in 2020. Not some theoretical spiritual identity, but a manifested identity. That it's who you are. And so as you, as you sit down to get clear, okay, God, what are you asking me to manifest? What is, what are you, what is the dream? What is this? What is it? Okay. The one thing that I, this scripture, it's, it's a, the foundation scripture for my company. It's the foundation scripture for our team. I mean, I've taught on it so much on the podcast because I can't get off of it because it's a key. It's a key to living supernaturally. It's a key to seeing God's will come to pass in your life over and over and over again. We pray it for every single eMERGE student that we interview. It has taken me a very long time in my life to find this key and to actually live it out. And it has transformed my life. So I can't keep it to myself. It's from John 30 in the voice translation, and you can read it in other translations, which I encourage you to do, but I really like the voice translation because of the, the clarity that it brings to the, to, the, to the issue. It's Jesus talking, and it's really an incredible scripture about the way he operated. This is what he says. I have not ever acted and will not in the future act on my own. I listen to the directions of the one who sent me, And act on these divine instructions. For this reason, my judgment is always fair and never self-serving. I'm committed to pursuing God's agenda and not my own. So this scripture has a ton of stuff packed into it. But the point, the main point I want to bring out tonight is that Jesus was not operating independently apart from the Father nor was he pursuing any agenda other than the Father's. And what I mean by agenda, an agenda is a couple of different things. I mean, agendas, first of all, is like the goal, the task list, you know, the order that you're going to do something in. But it's also the reason that you're doing it. And it has to do with being totally dependent and totally surrendered to what God wants to accomplish through your body. And when I say your body, I mean your mind, your spirit, your will, through through your life. How he wants to manifest 
as you being his temple, as you being his vessel, as you being his branch, so that he's flowing through you and getting his agenda accomplished and getting his goals for the planet accomplished. And so I learned to pray this prayer. And it basically goes something like this. Father, I thank you that every single agenda, except your agenda, has no authority to operate in my life, in those connected to me, in their life, uh, in you know, and you can, you can, you can, you know, you, you personalize it for whatever the situation. So if I'm praying for someone that we're, you know, trying to seek God's agenda for them and their purpose and are they to do the school or whatever, we pray it this way. Father, we cancel every agenda for their life purpose except your agenda. We declare that no, that no plan of man can stand. No demonic plan has any authority to operate in their lives. And we release them into your agenda now. We release your agenda for this time that we're interviewing them. We declare that whatever you have planned for this next hour, that's what's being accomplished. We completely surrender, and we thank you that it is happening now in Jesus' name. So it's a very, very simple prayer. It may not seem like that big of a deal, but it's an incredibly big deal. Because when you start praying this prayer over your life and over your relationships and over your day and over the meetings that you have, just the, the basic things that you're going through your life and you're just, it's a constant surrender, a constant surrender. You would be, you will be amazed at the way your life starts supernaturally coming together. You start walking into your destiny. You start walking into the connections and the, the positions and the places that you are supposed to be and those that are connected and aligned or whatever are supposed to be with you because you are truly walking out God's agenda. So that's a huge part of getting clear. God, what's your agenda? What is, what is your agenda for my life? What is it you are asking me to do and get an agreement with you? It's really more, what are you wanting to do? But I need to agree. Okay, the second piece that I really want to, the second scripture that I want to introduce and talk to you guys to about tonight is from Ephesians. And it's a, a scripture that, again, I, I feel like I've taught on, I've meditated on for years. It's not something new necessarily, but it is new in the sense of the way that I want to talk about it as it relates to the path of manifestation tonight. So I want to go into, um, let me just find it really quick. You'd think I'd have it, but it's not coming up. So let me find it. Okay, we're going to go to it. Let me just find it. I want to find it in the Amplified Classic version. And we will go there now. Oh, so good. I could just go over all of it. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so let me get back here. Oh, it's not the Amplified Classic. Just be patient with me just a second while I get it. All right, I'm using an electronic Bible, so sometimes it doesn't go as fast. Okay. Why am I not finding it? Okay, here we go. That's what I looked at. Ephesians 2.10. Here we go. Amplified Classic. It says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works that God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So there's so much in this scripture. Uh, let me just summarize it. It says that you have been recreated in Jesus 
to do some good works. And these works he predestined you to do. It's just exactly like Jesus was going to the cross. You have a plan. There is a plan for you. There are works. And when I say works, this is not like, you know, go get a job and go get some work. No, these are miraculous works. I mean, Jesus said, you know, he said, if you don't believe me for the words that I speak, believe me for the works that I do. So that word work in the Bible is a supernatural manifestation of God's power, of his kingdom. And so we've had these incredible things that God has planned for us. And here's the beautiful thing. It says that he didn't just plan the things and the works, but he planned the path. There's a path. There's a path to fulfill God's agenda. And I want to say it a different way. There is a path to the future you. There is a path to the manifestation of the prophetic you. There is a path between where you are right now and where you are going. There is a path. God has not called you to do something without preparing the path for you to walk into it. There is a path. I've named this path the path of manifestation. Well, God named it. I just heard it. I don't get the credit. It's the path of manifestation, and it is the path that leads you through time but requires you to get outside of time. It's a path that you walk simultaneously outside of time and inside of time. It's, it's, it's kind of like you're seated in heavenly places, but yet you're also seated probably in your car while you're listening to me right now. You're seated in two places at one time. Well, you're walking in two places at one time, if I'm making myself clear. So you're walking in the natural through time in places that God has already walked down with you before time. How? Oh. And so what I want to share with you is how do we get on the path? How do we get on this path? How do we stay on this path? And how do we make the manifestation of the next level of glorification in your life now? Because there are no limits to how much we can change the world. There are no limits to what we can actually do, except what we can believe. We have been jam-packed with everything that heaven contains. The kingdom of God is inside of us. We truly are living in union with God. All things are actually possible. So what I'm talking about, I'm talking about, this message is for people who are tired of not seeing the fullness of the stature of Christ manifested in their lives. 
Ephesians 4, you know, verse 11 through 12 and on beyond that is a very powerful verse because it talks about the purpose of fivefold ministry. It talks about the purpose of pastors and teachers and apostles and evangelists and prophets. And it talks about the fact that the reason that they were given by Jesus, the reason those gifts were given is because their job was to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And it's also about the unity of the faith, but there's a little phrase in there that's really crazy because it says that they will exist, these gifts will exist until... We come into the unity of the faith until the maturity so that we aren't tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But it also says until we attain unto the fullness of the the stature, to the stature of the fullness of Christ. It means until we grow up. And let me tell you what growing up looks like. It looks like nothing moves us. It looks like we have this internal, we are internally, internally, eternally more powerful than anything that comes against us and our destiny. Lack, it's laughable. Sickness, it's a joke. Strife, a temptation. It is an, it is, it is a temptation to Step into an identity that is powerless, that is a victim, and that is separated from Jesus. However, when you are powerful, when you are, when you are in tune with and you are clear about who you are and why you're here, then the only thing that's left to do is to manifest it. It is the work. It is the work of the believer, and it's a work of rest. It is a work where we are coming into alignment and into agreement that our destiny has already been settled. It's a totally established reality outside of time, inside, inside the invisible realm, but it is there. And the path of manifestation sees the future Seize the future you. Seize the exploits that that future you is doing. Seize it so clearly that it is way, it is, it is an impossible, you don't want to know it's impossible? It's impossible for it not to happen. It's impossible for it not to manifest because it has become so real to you that you are becoming what you believe. You are manifesting what you believe. And so I want to come back to this path tonight, and I want to give you, I feel like a strategy that God gave me that is kind of like the second part of the agenda. Okay, it's one, you know, it's one thing to call the agenda down. And it's a one thing to say, okay, we are, we are canceling every agenda but God's agenda here. And it's, it's another thing to get clear about his agenda. His agenda is for me, let me just use one, for me to build a kingdom enterprise that is a hundred million dollar company in the next three years because I am called to eradicate fossil fueled cars. I'm just making something up. But it's God's agenda. God's agenda is that in five years, you're a $100 million company that has has invented some invention that has completely made the need for fossil fuels 
irrelevant. Like it's totally, tr I mean, completely revolutionized the way that energy is used in our planet. Just as an example, it could be anything. It could be the cure for cancer. It could be the cure for food shortages. It could be, it could be literally anything. It could be you're called to go evangelize Hollywood. You're called to take the media mountain. You're, I mean, it could be anything. It's the dream. It's the dream. It's the purpose. It's the thing that God has put in your, in your heart that's going to take way more money than you got. And it's going to take way more of you showing up than has shown up in the past. It's going to take you being you fearlessly, completely, freely being you, regardless of what's going on in the outside, regardless of who doesn't like it, regardless of who doesn't get it, because it's not their agenda. And when you get it, when you get it, when you get the vision, when you get the dream, and you say, God, yes, yes, I'll go, yes, I'll do it, you can use me, Yes, it's scary. Maybe you've never even, maybe you never invented anything. Maybe you have trouble, you know, figuring out if your, if your tire has air in it. What does that have to do with God? If he said, if you can hear him, you're qualified. If he can teach George Washington Carver to take a peanut apart and put it back together, I'm just saying God can do it. I, last time I checked, those disciples were a raggedy crew. I mean, really, I looked in the Bible, they have orphans being picked and murderers being picked. And, you know, I, I said it last week, David, I mean, he wasn't even invited to the party, right? He's the outside little kid that nobody even wanted. It was the, he was the reject. Why? Because God wants to glorify himself. Jesus wants to be show his power through human flesh. So here's the second piece of the strategy. It's really simple. It's not, I mean, it, it, I'm going to record it so you can listen to it again, but I'm going to pray it. Okay, because it is a, it's a prayer of manifestation. It is a prayer where you are calling forth the path of manifestation. You are commanding the seen realm to stand at attention and recognize you as the son of God that you actually are. You are standing up at attention and commanding the circumstances and time and everything else that is required, I don't care what it is, whatever's required, whatever is required for you to glorify Jesus through your life the way he has planned for you, him to, himself to be glorified, has anything else has got to move. This isn't our agenda. This is heaven's agenda, and there's work to do. And we're, we're, I believe for some of us, it's going to be a quick work because we've been wasting time. We didn't mean to. We didn't know what we didn't know. Nobody's upset because guess what? God created the earth in six days. So it's not a problem for God. The Israelites could have got to the promised land in eight days. Eight dang days. So it, it, the time, it's not too late. It's not too late. It is not too late. In fact... I love it when I see things that I, whenever I see like a world record breaking, like it happened last month with the dude that like literally ran the, the marathon in under two hours. And I mean, I know there's controversy with, controversy with the shoes and some stuff, but still, I mean, if you can invent some shoes that can cause some guy to run the marathon in under two hours, well, that's, that's incredible. 
My point is, when I see that stuff happening, I, I know that it is a natural confirmation that it is time to, to, there's limits, there's limits being broken. That the natural limits are coming off in the spirit. And I, they're already off, but in our minds, they're coming off of our minds. Okay, so let me say this, okay? And I'm going to just read it the way it comes out. I, I mean, this is the way I wrote it, but I don't know if it's going to, how it's going to come out. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to read it. And here's what I want you to do when you, when you, when you pray this prayer. First of all, I want you to connect to an imagination using your spiritual eyes, which is just your imagination, to a future, a picture, a movie maybe is even better. But, but see the future. I mean, see it. Play it out. Let God, let the Holy Spirit show you what you look like. Cause I'll tell you what, you look good. You look really glorious. I'm telling you, you look really good. You look healthy. You look strong. You look young. I mean, Sarah and Abraham, I mean, that it's, it is a reversal of age in this place. I'm telling you that you, we are getting better. We're getting better. And when you get that movie of it, I mean, really connect to it. You know, if you, this may sound radical, but you know, the present you can show up and talk to the future you. You, Jesus, the Father, well, whoever needs to come to the meeting. Because that future you is pretty smart. The future you knows some things that you don't know right now. The future you has already overcome the lessons you're struggling with right now. And you can develop a, 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 a relationship outside of time with the you that you're becoming. Why? Because you're becoming her. You're becoming her. You're becoming him. It's you. I know that's awesome. But, so connect. You connect visually with it. You connect. And when I say connect visually, what does it feel like? What does it, what does it, what is it, what's this, where are you? What's the place? What, you know, get all the details that you can. Make, I mean, it, because it's a real thing. I mean, I, as I teach this in my school and to my team, I mean, every day I get emails with things that are manifesting. Literally, I got, I mean, every day, every day. It's awesome. Pictures, texts, all this stuff. Oh yeah, we visualized this three, you know, three weeks ago. Da, da, da. Here it is today. This is the way of manifestation. This is the path of manifestation. And so when you see it, the next step is to call the path to it into being. So it may say something like this. I call forth the path of manifestation that leads to the future version of myself and my life that God has destined me to be. And then you can just get very specific. So whatever it is, I call forth the manifestation of this company. I call forth the manifestation of my production company. I call forth the manifestation, whatever it is, whatever the dream is. I call, and it's the path. I call forth the path of manifestation to these things. You can say, I call forth the path that leads to everything that is in my father's heart for me, for my family, for the vision for our family and for everyone and everything that's connected to that. And then once you've really called that path forth, however it flows out of you, from the Holy Spirit, then the next thing you're going to do 
is you're going to say, and I declare that that's the only path I walk down. I declare that whatever needs to be revealed, hidden, protected, aligned, or otherwise orchestrated is in place now, in Jesus' name. I will not make a detour. I will not make a U-turn. And I will not walk down any other path except the path of manifestation that leads to the manifestation of the next level of glorification in my life. I will only walk down the path that leads to the manifestation of the goals that the Father has set for me. And I refuse to focus on anything except what the Father has me focused on. I have everything I need to fulfill the Father's agenda for my life. I lack nothing. Therefore, the manifestation of this next level is happening right now. It's happening today. It's happening this very second. And the next second after that, and the next second after that, and the next second after that, I am living in the manifestation zone. I am a walking manifestation of who I am in Christ. Of who the Father has destined me to be. I am doing what he's destined me to be. I am a walking manifestation of who I thought I was becoming, but I already am. My future is now. I have it now. Manifestation is now. And a little thing that I I like to focus on, I mean, I always see what I say and see what I pray. Words and imagination, it's kind of like when you're reading a book. When you read a book, you know, it just takes you away. That's the kind of connection that you want to have with what you're saying. Because the Holy Spirit is going to enlighten your eyes while you're praying this prayer. And you may get a, a picture of, you know, a path. It, but, but for me, I see it more like a, I see my, the future me and I see, it's just like a, it's almost like a, it's a straight, just a quick path. It's like, you know, not, not hardly any distance at all. And so whatever he shows you, Agree with it and receive it. Because, beloved, I, I, I believe if you're here or you're listening to this podcast, it's because I said it before we started, that there were keys here in this podcast tonight that were, that were going to cause, that were going to be answers to things that people had been, been searching for for a very long time, and that there was going to be a breakthrough that really has been long time coming. I, I, I felt that in the spirit. And so I believe God, I mean, I don't know who else is going to listen to this. And here's the thing I love about this, this, you guys, and I want you to connect to this. This is not about what I'm saying, although it is to a degree about what I'm saying because the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. But here's the thing. As you listen to this and you re-listen to this, God is going to make this your own. He is going to take you. It's like a, it's like a diving off board. He's going to take it and you're going to jump off of this revelation into the manifestation of what it looks like for you. Because this path of manifestation, although you can call it that, it is, in one sense, it's universal, but in one sense, it's 100% customized to you as an individual. So let me pray us out with this. Father, I unlock the door. I unlock the door to the unseen realm. And I call 
these bringers of the scene, bringers of the destinies that you have called them to fulfill into the scene. I call them through this door. I call them into this realm of all things is possible, into the realm of the spirit. And I release them into visions, dreams, and encounters, God, with a future that they might have seen glimpses of, but now they are seeing clearly. They're seeing it clear enough, Lord, and experiencing it clear enough that it is causing them to be motivated and causing them to move. It's causing them to move. It's causing them to move in ways they've never moved before. They're, they're, they're operating out of what they see. They're being the person that they see. And they are calling forth the path of manifestation in Jesus' name. And they are walking on it. I call them onto the path now, Lord. I call them onto the path. And I call them completely absorbed in conversation with you. And I thank you that you are walking them step by step through the process and you are talking to them about how to apply what they've heard. And I just release them, God, into this glorification, transfiguration, manifestation of their future self. And I declare that the fruit that is produced as a result of this message is of eternal value. I thank you, Lord, that even now, many, many, many years from now, we will sit together in heaven and we will look back and we will laugh about this moment and all that was produced as a result of it. Thank you for this gift. And we say yes to more. Because I truly know, Lord, that this is a gift that you keep on opening, that you keep on seeing new dimensions of it. And as we open and see all of the many facets and dimensions of it, what we are capable of manifesting is expanded beyond what we could ever have hoped for. In Jesus' name. If this podcast has blessed you, as always, head on over to Shalise.com and support the podcast. Your donations are enabling us to broadcast these podcasts all over the world, and they are making a difference in people's lives. Every donation matters. Uh, the size is not the point. It is honestly the heart and the partnership. 
So I just want to encourage you again, head over to Shalise.com and support the podcast. And then again, as always, if you are ready to experience more of your union with Jesus and hear God clearly about your life purpose so that you can start living it in 90 days, then send us an email. Head on over to info at Shalise.com. I'm sorry, email us at info at Shalise.com. Send us an email and we will get you connected with our team and give you the application to apply to the school. So we look forward to hearing from you. God bless you. You're amazing. Amen.